From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. Over 100 people attended the Grand County Commission meeting last week to speak out against a new development on King Creek Boulevard that would include over 500 residential units and a commercial space. The area is a beloved corridor of the Colorado River for many who live in Moab. Those opposed to the 180-acre plans say the development will ruin the peace and natural beauty of the site and disrupt wildlife and archaeology. Not to mention, many believe the area will still be within the floodplain, even after developers raise the ground level by up to six feet with infill, which they started doing in December. Plans for the development have been in the works for years, but now that ground has been broken, members of the community are pushing back in the hopes of stopping the project entirely. Molly Marcello spoke with three of the organizers spearheading the charge against the development. So Cane Creek Development Watch is a group of concerned citizens whose mission is to safeguard the Colorado River Corridor from a development that proposes significant threats to our local community. Uh, The goal is to secure the land back from the developers and ensure its protection for future generations of locals and visitors alike. Yeah, um, my name's Laura Long, and I haven't lived in Moab for very long, but I care a lot about the community. Um, I also really care about that area as well. I think it's like national park quality landscape out there. It's important to protect. I'm Daly Heron and I am a longtime resident of Moab and I am completely in love with the King Creek Corridor and that is what has brought me to the forefront of this opposition. Uh, my name is Laurel Hagen. Uh, my relation to this is that I really don't want this development to happen. <laughs> Daly and Laurel, you two have also been involved in other activist stances um, daily related to the Looking Glass Rock Mm -hmm. issue where there um, is a glamping campground um, within sight of Looking Mm -hmm. Glass Rock and Laurel with the Lions Back Resort Project. The grassroots um, organization that has sprung up around this development seems to be an upswell. So in your experience, you know, in your mutual experiences, you know, how would you characterize this movement now with King Creek? Um, I can speak to that a little bit. So the movement against Looking Glass was passionate. It felt like a ton of energy and pretty big with a a lot of of community emotional and strategic intelligence support. Um, That is nothing compared to what is happening right now. The swell, I, I think that was an appropriate word you use, the swell is massive and it's way bigger than a few climbers and people, you know, in the community that love a place like this is getting people riled up from all over the nation, um, and it just feels exponentially um, bigger yeah. and more passionate. Right? I think the reason we have such a big public response all of a sudden is because mm-hmm. people saw the bulldozers. Because you know, people kept keep saying, "Oh, I never knew anything about this." You'd be like, "Well, there were multiple newspaper articles about mm-hmm. it," but a lot of people don't totally read the newspaper mm-hmm. or get email updates. But people see bulldozers. You know, the fact that they're literally scraping every ounce of dirt they can from national park status land on the other side of the road and filling grading 680,000 cubic yards of dirt. Is when they were saying their goal was to do revegetation. Like, yes, yeah. restoration project. It, yeah. shows, it shows the quality of this project that they're proposing. It's and when I read a article from the Times Independent that said that these guys went to the state and changed a law Um, That was an immediate red flag to me. Laurel, can you uh, add context to that? Sure. Um, Since they have to have their own sewer system, they have to have what's called an improvement district uh, in order to sort of manage it because sewage obviously can be a big public risk. Um, And so the structure of an improvement district at first 
allowed for either a mixed board or a board entirely of county people. And so the county commission made it so that it was entirely county commissioners, I believe. And the developers didn't like that. And this is just me reading the newspaper article. But what they said was that the developer's attorney said, hey, can you hold off on meeting? And so they waited on meeting. And then in the meantime, the state legislature went into session a couple months later, uh, changed the law that if a board hadn't met, well, this type of in- improvement district board hadn't met within a certain amount of time, then it could be canceled and reformed. Um, and this time it could be reformed with an all developer board so that they would have complete control over this public danger possibility sewer system. Uh, so that law it was so targeted at Grand County, it was so clearly just something that was targeted completely at us. tailored yeah to totally tailored to our situation and done behind the backs of the commission yeah definitely not with the commission's cooperation or at least certainly not in any public way so basically what happened then is the developer formed their own sewer board and the county despite being the regulatory authority in the area for land use has no authority over what happens with this sewer system right. that's my understanding Crucially, can you all um, speak to what are the top concerns that you have or that people have been sharing with this group? So a big one here in Moab is going to be the strain on local infrastructure. As a town here in Moab, we see, what, is it like 2 million visitors a year during the peak season or, or throughout throughout the whole year? I think it's I think. 2 to 3. I think two. it's gotten above 2, but I think, yeah. yeah, something like that. And it's a lot. And from what I know, it seems like people are already saying that the strain on infrastructure, we're already feeling it. And then there's, you know, environmental concerns. That whole area is like national park worthy scenic landscape. Uh, There's a lot of animals out there people care about. A lot of people just don't like it. The community is just really against this. The petition has over 14,000 signatures on it total, and 1,200 of them are Grand County residents as of earlier today. Um, and 95% of all of the signatures on there have rated their level of concern five out of five. I think one of the big concerns, too, just speaking to the fabric of our community, the community is at a breaking point from every level, and King Creek Corridor is the respite that we need to survive in the town, working double jobs, managing the massive amount of tourism that we're navigating. There's less and less places for the community to just meet and be with each other um, in between what it takes to pay to um, survive here. So having access to that quiet corridor is really imperative for our mental health as a community and also for the people who come to Moab who can't get into the parks because they're completely full. It has only ever been lightly used farmland um, and ranch land. And to have it be suddenly something like this is such a massively inappropriate use of that area that nothing even slightly like that should go in. Back in 1992, when the county rezoned that area from grazing to highway commercial, they had no idea that anyone would be able to or want to develop what they're developing out there. And a lot of those things have changed, too, because over time, the zones kind of morphed. So at the time, it was called C3, and it allowed for different things than Highway Commercial now does, but it was kind of the closest to what is now Highway Commercial. The problem is that when they could go in and like redraw and redo the land use code and the general plan and all of that sort of thing, that they say, okay, well, it used to be called C3, but now we're going to sort of model- modernize our terms and our definitions and call it Highway Commercial. But then what's allowed in there and how strictly things are are um, contained and controlled then changes also without a ton of public scrutiny, especially since land use codes updates are so technical that it's pretty difficult for the public to track them. Thank you for mentioning that because this is where the kind of heart of the issue is right now. Um, the next step is 
a conditional use permit is going to be before the Grand County Commission at some point. That means that the fight is not over. Is that right? I would say the fight's not over on a lot of levels because conditional use permit is one part of the process. And we are looking for people who have expertise in some of these areas like flooding and uh, you know, FEMA flood zones or hydrology or uh, land, some land use code issues if they want to contact us and give us substantive comments and kind of help out with some of that. We're not looking for a big public outcry because it's a very technical process, but there are a lot of other permits they need to get, hoops they need to jump through. So there's a lot of reasons why it's not dependent just on this, this conditional use permit vote. There are still many, many ways to address this. How would you direct people if they want to get involved? Um, you know, what kind of energy do you see as needed right now? We're looking for people to join our teams. We've got a few of them. We've got public outreach, legal, political, fundraising, science, and cultural art teams. We also have a website, savemoab.org or canecreekwatch.org. And you can join us through there or just reach out, contact canecreekwatch.org. We're looking for, even if you don't want to join a team um, and you don't want to, teams are more for people who want to do some ongoing activism. But if you just feel like you have a piece of information or, you know, a particular area of expertise on one little thing, or you're like, my grandma used to live there and I have some great photos, anything along those lines, uh, you can just send them to that email or send them and say, hey, I have this, how can I contribute it or something along those lines? Because we wanted to kind of get some information together celebrating this place as well and talking about why it's so special to us here in the community. And then also you can donate because we have sponsorship from another local nonprofit, so we can do legit and tax deductible if you want to go that direction donations. Very soon we'll have a crowdsourcing funding option available, which we would love to start um, getting contributions to that so we can start paying legal. We have lawyers coming to the plate and now we need funding. That's where we're at. That's a great way to help. You've been listening to Laura Long, Laurel Hagen, and Daly Heron, organizers with Cane Creek Development Watch. This story was reported by Molly Marcello, and you can find more information about this project in today's show notes. Thanks for listening to KZMU News. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.